0: So it turns out I'm not my mom, who is meant to be speaking today. Uh, Actually, I was hoping if we could connect in over to Zoom because I actually haven't wished my mom Happy Mother's Day. I called her this morning. My dad caught COVID this week and uh, my mom, even though she could be here to do today's message, um, thought it would be more considerate to stay at home with my dad and let her son do the message <laughs> instead. I'm like, okay, Mother's Day. So I wanted to sort of say hi, can we all wait to my mom? <laughs> Woo. Hi Ma, how are you doing? Good. Oh no, oh no, she was testing like negative every day. How's, how's Pa? Uh, okay, good, good. We are uh, all missing you a lot uh, in service. I was gonna actually take your notes and preach it, but I don't think I can pull it off. Yes. Um, hey, so can I can I just pray for you in uh, before I get started? Cool. Father God, I thank you uh, for my mom, Lord. Even as my mom and my dad are uh, resting at home in quarantine, we know that they are with you. Uh, Lord, we pray for them and uh, many others who are recovering from COVID or uh, isolating even right now. Lord, may your presence uh, be with them. I pray special blessings on my own mother today on Mother's Day. Um, I thank you for her and her life in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, thanks, Ma. Have fun. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Like, I don't know about you, but today's Mother's Day service is already way more emotional, and uh, I'm not sure I can actually follow (laughs) follow that up with the appropriate level of seriousness. Uh, but how good was Ruth Ashley? Let's give it up for Ruth Ashley yeah, i I, I can't believe you did that. Ruth Ashley, they would never give you up. You see, <laughs> hey hey. <laughs> So some jokes are really hard to work on. Okay, if you didn't realize that that was a Rick Astley joke. Because I'm, I'm like looking at the thing, and we got Ruth Ashley cheering, and I'm like, I couldn't resist, you know. That that song is like a multi-generational joke, right? Because they were playing the song when I was young, and now apparently, like it's a meme, and 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 people are Rick rolling, um, Rick rolling others. Yeah, but Rick Ashley is actually a, a, a such a cool guy, though. You know, I I don't know if you've heard much about his um. About his love life, but when I was dating, when I was dating, um, okay, so it's been a while since I was dating. Yes, since I've been married for so long, but on my first ever date that I took a woman, on on our first ever date, and it wasn't Mayan just in case you're wondering, I was so cheap, I was like so cheap back then that I was trying to find a place where I could tell this uh, lovely woman that I liked her and that we could, you know, talk about our feelings. So uh, as some of you already know, I landed on McDonald's and we didn't even have a main meal. We didn't even have like a main meal together. Uh, we, we went, I, I, I bought her soft serve ice cream. Yeah, from the dessert menu. It was only 30 cents back, t- back then. Not even 50, 30 cents back then. Yeah, clearly it didn't work out. But you know, Rick Astley, he would never do that because he would never run around and just desert you. Yes. This is the level. This is what happens when you swap out, when you swap out a mom and you get the dad instead. You're like, oh no. Our Mother's Day service just went, Whoa. Today, today is in honor of moms, and yes, the message has changed, and I can't really deliver the message that my mom uh, can, and she'll be really good. I'm really looking forward to when she comes back and she gives um, that message uh, again to the whole church. I was actually looking forward to the church getting a taste, actually, of um, what I have seen growing up in, in my mom. It's actually been a real uh, blessing. Um, But today, you're going to hear, I've had to change the message, Um, you're going to hear from somebody who is, you know, married to a mom. Uh, I'm a father and a dad, and um, you're going to hear from somebody who has a mom. I imagine all of us have a mom, whether they're here or they're with the Lord. Um, But I'm going to try and take it from that perspective. So if you'll join me, I'm going to pray. Father, uh, thank you so much that, uh, you know, In the highs and in the lows, through whatever life throws at us, you are still a faithful God. And I pray, Lord, for today's message. Um, It's not the one that we uh, had orchestrated, but it's the one that you have, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, even as I deliver it, that you would help me, that you would help all of us here today as we learn from your word, as we grow. Um, And we commit, in particular, all the moms here, Lord, may you uh, lift them up. We love all of our moms. So today, even as we uh, open up your word, may your Holy Spirit lead and guide us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm going to go to my slides. Rick Astley jokes done. Perfect. Okay. You know what? It occurs to me that mothers need a break. Yeah, I like, I'm married to a mom. I have a mom. I'm giving my mom a break right now. She's probably, you know, playing what's that online Scrabble game during my message. Do not do that if you're on Zoom. Do not do that if you're on Zoom. Okay, right? Um, but, you know, moms, mom's definitely need a break. In my house, the mom is the most in-demand person. I don't know if that's in, in, in your place, but certainly Mayan... In my house, everyone wants, more than any other person in the whole house, everyone wants time with man. That's like all the three kids will want time with man more than time with me. (laughs) I have no idea. I'm very funny. (laughs) I'm very, I have no idea. Then, then I'm extroverted. I'm extroverted. So if I have to choose, I want time with my wife and then my wife is introverted, so if she gets to choose, she wants time with her, too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, five out of five, <laughs> five out of five will choose Mayen to spend time, including Mayen. So, I get it, that mothers are really busy, they're in high demand, right? Um, and there's something that's happening right now, I, um, that is that expectations of you know and that's not just of mothers right of of fathers but of workers of pastors all over but In our faster-paced world, where we are uh, opening up social media to see what else everybody is doing and, and what you could possibly do, expectations are on the rise, right? So over COVID, mothers have had to be like, not just the mother, but the teacher, the carer, the right? You're the Uber delivery person when, mom, I'm in a class. Can you get me some Milo or whatever it is, right? So you're as a mother, especially in today's day and age, the expectations of um, how to be a good mum has just gone up and up and up and up because you're seeing how other mums be good mums, or, you know, when they put their best foot forward, right? And you're, um, and you're seeing the pace of life speed up. So that's why today the actual topic for the sermon, which I've, taken inspiration from Ruth's custom... Ruth, actually, you did all the books yourself, right? With Isabel. The two of you can fight over it. But, you know, um, I've taken inspiration from that. And today's topic, today's message is Sela, And I'm going to explain a little bit about what it is. But broadly, Selah is just a musical notation. It's like a punctuation mark... For a song, it's like a uh, yeah, it's like a note that says pause in a song. Because as you know, there's a speed to music, right? You can't just play music constantly in one speed all the time. You've got to speed things up. You've got to sometimes louder, sometimes softer, sometimes you pause, and you have to have it in time. You can't just sing or talk with no pause. And it's actually the same with our life. You know, everybody, and I feel like even if you're not a mom here, all the guys here, you know, we don't, every one of us doesn't have enough time. Time is like the most expensive present that you could actually give someone. It equalizes all of us. Um, we're increasingly busy, and we, well, at least, even if we're not busy, we fill up our days. Our days, are they, they get full, right? Um, I like what um, John Mark Comer says in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. He talks about this concept of love, joy, and peace. And he says, love, joy, and peace. It's at the very heart of all that Jesus is trying to grow in our lives. Love, grow us in love, more joy and more peace so that we can then The fruit of that can be shared with the world. Love, joy, peace, growing in the very soil of our lives. But all three are incompatible with hurry. All three are very incompatible with a rushed life that just goes on from one thing to another thing to another thing that is so packed up. You can't adequately grow these and rush around at the same time. So it's a reminder actually for me that um, taking some pauses, taking some time to pace yourself through life, even a hectic Mother's Day, um, is part of God's actual plan for us. In fact, here you can do like a really quick uh, survey for yourself. You know, I, I like lists, um, but here's ten symptoms in from that book. Ten symptoms of hurry sickness. Right. So if you're running around, hurrying, there's no pause in your life. You're just like going from one thing to another. Right. Uh, you might exhibit some of these symptoms in your life. Maybe you, you, you find yourself just irritable. You're irritable because people are not responding fast enough because you've already ramped up your pace. Maybe you're hypersensitive, right? So little things, little things throw you off a lot because you actually, if you paused a bit to think about it, you would go, that's not a big deal. But you don't have time to pause. You're just rolling on. Restlessness. You're like, okay, I've got things to do. I've got things to do. But you actually have nothing to do. So now you're sitting down and you're like, I don't know what to do. Workaholism. Emotional numbness as you go through a day or a week or a year even. And you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to get it through. I'm just going to get through it. And you don't feel the feelings that we're supposed to feel in life. You don't engage with the, your inner heart, with things. Um, with hurry sickness, you get wrong priorities. There's a lack of self-care. Maybe if you're hurrying around, you're trying to just escape. There's an escapism that kicks in. Um, I think one of the things that, that comes in there is slipping spirituality. In fact, um, John Comer talks about how one of the first things to go when we're really busy is the things that give us life. They're the first things So you don't have, if you're too busy, time to pray for a very long time. You actually don't have a lot of time, if you're very busy, to sit down and read the Bible and meditate. Meditate on the Word of God. You don't have enough time. Right? And so the spiritual disciplines, they, while they can give you life, they're also very often, if we're very practical, they're one of the first things to go. And actually, you end up being isolated because real connection, just like love, takes the slowing down of your life. So if you were to score that out of 10, I wonder how many out of 10 would be present in your life? But is the answer? Is the answer more time, more space? Just give me some space. Space. Just give me, like, stop bugging me, right? Or oh, give me more time. I don't know if the answer is more time. That is like that is like giving more money to a rich guy that is wasting his money, right? Because as humanity, we've tried to get more time. We've spent the good part of the industrial revolution, the, the computing revolution, the information revolution, trying to come up with machines, devices, computers that maximize our time. Maximize. We're so fast. We can wash clothes. We can cook food, and you know, microwave. We can like send emails really quick. We can message, and we have saved time. Save time. Save time. Save time. Save time. Fantastic. I don't know if that's the answer, to be really honest, because we're busier now than ever. Because if you save time and you fill it up with other stuff, have you really saved time? And so I think the better question to ask on today's message of Salah is what do you do with that time? What happens when you go, I'm just going to have a break? Yeah. Let me watch 10 YouTube videos. That's what I'm going to do on my break. Right? Like, the better question I think to ask, instead of saying, leave me alone, give me space, give me time, is to ask the question, what do we do when we pause? You know, um, love, joy, peace. Have this ability. If we get the rhythms of life done well, they have this ability to grow up in us, through us, um, for those that are around us. You know, the word um, selah is, uh, is mentioned about 70-ish, 71 times in the, in the Psalms. And today, what I'm going to try and do is go through one case study of the use of the word selah in one of the Psalms, just as an example of the richness that is contained in scripture and that is contained in even the punctuation that is selah. You know, Roger, last week, uh, and again, you'll very quickly at FJ discover everybody has different personalities and different styles. So, Roger gave you a snapshot into his cave, into his, uh, what it's like to retreat and really hear God's voice. Um, and so today, I want to give you a little bit of a snapshot into into mine. It's a little bit more boring than, 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 than Roger's, um, but, but I want to be honest. And so I'm going to try to enlighten you to how Scripture can come alive in your life and actually... Bring forth good fruit if you will just pause. I actually like waking up early in the morning. So what I do is I wake up early in the morning. Uh, I happen to be in a household where every single person <laughs> sleeps, late, sleeps late and wakes up late. So I'm like, yes, peace and quiet. And then I read the Bible, actually, is one of the first things that I uh, do in the morning. And so today I'm going to uh, share with you a little bit of that given that I just got tapped to do the message today. So I'm like, okay, let's just open up my devotions and let's go. Um, Let's read Psalms 46, shall we? Psalms 46. And it goes like this. uh, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth Gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, and though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. And there's that word, Silla, at the end. It's not the actual end of the song, it's not the end of the psalm. It's going to keep going. But something about the song, something about the rhythm of how it's paced, once you'd actually pause right there. So this text, it implies a few things about our world and our life in this text. It implies that um, that there is danger around. I, I, I like how, in particular in the Psalms, but all of scripture is very honest with life i i and maybe you're visiting church today your mom maybe dragged you to church welcome really glad to see you here i was always dragged to church when i was young Um, maybe you might have a view of christianity and of church where you think, oh, yeah, that's right. The Christians are always promising that if, you know, you believe in God, then, then life will be great and, and nothing is impossible for you. And you can do all kinds of things. That's not actually what the scripture says, right? But, but you might get that view in your head. and I, I want to clarify that right up front because the, if you read the actual Bible, that's not what the Bible says. In fact, I love the song today. The whole point of getting to know God is that as you go through the things that life gives you, you have God with you. That you have God with you. The point is not, there are many other religions where the point is to then escape the problems of the world and, you know, leave the, the issues of this world behind. The fundamental tenet of the Christian faith, is that we be like Christ as we live our life. And Jesus Christ, oh my goodness, he went through some hard times. There were some really tough moments. And so if we are going to be like our master, if we're going to be like the person we follow, then the point surely is not that life has no problems but that God is our refuge and strength, very present, help in trouble. So what you get from this picture is, hey, there's danger. Refuge implies danger. Why would we need refuge if the world was not a dangerous place, if there was not danger around? In here, you see weakness, right? It says, why would we need God's strength if we were not weak? If we were really strong, if we could do it all, then why would we even need God's strength? So implied in the text is humanity's weakness. And implied in the text is that this world has trouble. That this world very presently has trouble. That there will be trouble. It talks about the kind of life that we can, that is, that just exists in the world that we're in. And then I think it goes one step deeper. So after that first sentence, the psalmist goes, and maybe you're not very clear about what I'm trying to say. So the psalmist then goes one step further to paint that picture with imagery so that you really get what he's trying to say. Because this author, who we don't know much about, is going through some really tough times. And I've read uh, several commentaries that talk about all kinds of possible things uh, that we're going and they all sound terrible. But the actual imagery here is even though the earth gives way, There are things that actually make us afraid. There are things that actually can shake us. And in this Psalm, it's like, it's like the earth. I, I relied on the earth. I wake up in the morning, I imagine the planet is around. Like, but it's like, if the earth gives way, Mountains moved into the heart of the sea. The imagery of a mountain is the most strongest, stable, immovable thing in those days you to to, to move mountains was literally became a saying for us because it 's very hard to move mountains and so you could rely on a mountain to protect you from enemies. You could rely on a mountain to Brace the wind, or whatever else it is. But if a mountain got moved into the heart of the sea, you have to understand the Hebrew imagery that's there. Sea often spoke of chaos. For them, the sea was the unknown depths. They didn't, they don't have sonar back then, they don't have GPS, they don't write. All they know is, hey, some family members, they go on a boat, they go off into the sea, they're trying to find a new world, a new place, and they never come back. Because the sea, all kinds of things, all kinds of chaos occurs in the sea. And if your mountain, the thing that you're banking on to hold stable, goes into the sea, it's an image of your life being really rocked to the core. So these are the kind of words that are coming out, you know, in this passage. And then, the author goes, so he goes, uh, through its waters, uh, though its waters roar and foam, through the, though the mountains tremble at its, even the mountains tremble at its swelling. And we know this, that the ocean wears down the cliffs and the mountains and the rocks, right? And then the pause, Selah. Uh, the, the Bible dictionary um, Defines it very vaguely. Like I don't know if you've looked up. Like nobody actually knows what Salah means. So all of the commentaries I've read, are, like all really vague. It's a musical notation of some of some kind, perhaps designating a pause in performance. It occurs seventy times, uh, seventy-one times in Psalms, and then three times in Habakkuk. In fact, um, some of the things that um, the new Bible dictionary proposes that Salah could be, it could be a pause. It could mean lift up, as in lift up your hands. So as we're all singing the song, when Salah comes, everyone is, right? It could mean prostrate. It could mean at this point, after this song, then everybody, bam, on the ground. It could mean that. It could mean something like hallelujah. Or uh, hallel is praise. uh, So hallelujah means let us praise the Lord. So that salah could be something like that. Like a, a pause in the song that just goes, hey, praise the Lord. Or lift up. Or pause. Or stop. Nobody really knows. But I'll tell you, this is what it's not. I'm pretty sure after doing quite a lot of research into the word salah, I can guarantee you, Salah is not time to check your phone. (laughs) Salah is not scroll through Instagram. Salah is not watch 10 YouTube videos or catch up on that season of Lost or whatever the show is you're watching, right? There is a bunch of things that is very clearly what Salah is not. Because um, we need to be really clear about this. Not all breaks are the same. We've all just gone through the pandemic. We've all got, we all know what we're talking about. There's times you take a break and you're like, wow, that was really refreshing. And there's other times you take a break and you're like, I'm so tired from the break I've taken. I need a nap. Right? So, so we all know that our choices when we sala, our choices when we take the pause, they make a difference to our lives. We've got to take this moment to sort of go, what are we going to do with the break that we have? And so then in this passage, when you read all of it, if I were to just read that in my power through it day, I would just read through it and just the last thing that would sit in my head would be, my goodness. Did, did the Bible just say the earth gives way and mountains are moved into the sea and mountains tremble at its... Oh my goodness, we're wrecked. I'll read through that really quickly and I'd get the disaster picture. And that's sometimes what can happen to us if we just take things at the surface level as we're rolling through life. But if we pause, when we pause in here, and I'm going to give you some tips on pausing, but if we pause, we realize that actually... We need to see the context for those words at the end, right? Why? Why is it? Oh, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives away. If we pause long enough and we reflect on what it is that Scripture is saying, we realize that actually the first sentence is the most important sentence. It is actually going to be the title of the psalm. It's going to be the title of the song. It's going to be the actual point, of the entire endeavor would have paused enough to see that. And that point is that God is our refuge even though there's danger. And that God is our strength even though we are weak. And God is our very present help even though there is trouble. And we would pick that up if we were journaling, if we were pausing, if we were reflecting on what God would say to us. And that's why I think it's really important to pause. Um, Pause not just to do other things that fill in that space, but pause, and I'm going to give you some really practical questions today because I actually want to help all of you, and and I want to honor moms as much as I can. My goal today is if you're a mama and you've come here today, I want to make sure that your pause and rest time is as good as it possibly can get. I really want to help you with that because it's not just about getting more, like if the kids would just all leave me alone and then I can level up my Candy Crush or whatever else I think. It's not just about getting that space for me time. There is something that can happen in our pause, and that's all of us, mums or not mums, where if we choose it wisely, as we're in our wisdom series this year, it can bring forth life, it can recharge and it can fill up. But do we really seek God? Right? That's what we're gonna ask. Do we do we seek God in these pause times? Or uh, do we, like, I talk to some people, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah you know, I, I see God, but he never talks to me. Yeah, I'd like, can't get a response from the guy. I'm always seeking him, never get anything. I'm like, oh, how long, how long have you been seeking God? Oh, yeah, you know, like, I was having my shower, and my two-minute shower, and he didn't speak. I'm like, yeah, you were, like, busy, like, showering. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, in the Bible, if you read through the Bible, people wait on the Lord for a really really long time and sometimes there is this pause which actually needs to go for a long time Um, so let's get into some very practical applications okay so if you think of Salah a little bit like a pause but it's not just a pause it's got this hallelujah lift up prostrate kind of element to it which means it's a pause that looks to God. So it's a pause that somehow, it's like saying hallelujah at the end. Let us praise the Lord. It's a pause that goes, hey, whatever's happening in my life, pause, God lends, next thing. That's kind of what it is. It's not just a random pause for you to quickly catch up with your emails and get a few more of your work list things done. That's not that's not what it is. So big picture, because I'm a pretty big picture guy. Who, my wife and I were just talking the other day. I'm big picture and she's like every day, right? Um, so big picture, here's how Salah could be applied. Meeting, meeting, yeah, like welcome to my life. Back to back meeting, 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 right? Meeting. Salah, meeting. That's a good idea, instead of back to back meetings. Impulse, something you want to do. Salah, what God lends, then action. You may end up doing the same thing you wanted to do with the impulse, but you may not. Salah goes in there. Incident, something happens. Salah, response. Work. Busy day at work. Lots of things going on. I'm so upset with my boss. All oh, my clients. All oh, people. Whatever. My computer. Work, 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 work. Got to head home. Salah. Then home life. So then you're not just rolling one thing I, I've been catching up with uh, Father Tony Karen, you know, one of the Catholic priests he spoke here a while ago. A really fantastic guy. But one of the things that the, the more traditional side of church world gives us is actually a greater appreciation for slowing down, reflection, meditation, and us in the electric guitar, fast placed. Tech, multi-screened, modern church side of things, we could learn a few things from them. It's biblical. It's in. It's in Psalms. You get an idea. This is for me. This is for all the ENTPs out there. This is for me. You get an idea. Salah. Then plan. Right? Idea. Which hundred ideas? Pause. Then plan, or or maybe at an everyday level. Or I'm trying to make this as practical, practical as I can at an everyday level. Message on WhatsApp, right? Get a WhatsApp message, really irritating. How could they send this to me? What are they doing? Like I'm gonna just tell them. Salah, reply, <laughs> right? Request, hey, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do this? I, I, I need you to do this. Salah. Then you deliver. Right? Urge of whatever it is. Salah. Then action. Want. Whatever it is you want instead of the instant-click, one-click Amazon, whatever thing it is, whatever the thing is you want, Salah, then get. Because by the time you get to get, there'll be some things just falling off the list. And sure, there'll be a few things you'll end up getting, but that Salah right there, coming to church today, might have just saved you a 100 bucks, <laughs> Because all of marketing is trying to get rid of that in-between gap, crisis, which is what is in this Psalm, Psalm 46. Crisis, my mom's not gonna speak today. You're up, Chris. <laughs> okay, quick, Rick Astley jokes. Where are they? Crisis, Selah, response, right? I mean, I'm just trying to have some practical things so that you can understand how it applies in our everyday life. Psalms is everyday words for everyday people. The psalmist, it just sings about what normal real life is. So this pause actually is... um, Salah is actually this pause and reflect, but it's not just any pause it's a pause and reflect with an eye to god it's and i want to encourage you as you build in to your life that you remember that it's a word that's actually in the it's from the bible and every single time it's used it's used not in the context of how we would pause to catch up on emails or to pause, to level up, like click your, you know, like, I don't know if you know, but like a lot of my friends are playing these like idle games, like they're games where you don't actually have to play, the game is playing itself, I've, it's a thing. And then you just, you pause during your day, and then you just like click, 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 click collect, 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 and then you just, you leave, and you're like, oh, okay, great. That's what I did with my pause. I tapped buttons on my idle game that is playing for me. That's not what's in mind when that's not what's in mind when the Bible talks about pause. It is a pause and reflect with an eye to God. And so I want to help you with that today. Here are some action points. Here are three things that you can ask. When you're pausing, when you're having a salah moment in your day and your life, whether that is halfway in between two meetings, if whether it is in the morning when you wake up, wherever it is in the song of your life of the day, these are three things that you can go with your salah. Dear God, Salah. So it's a pause with an eye to God. What are you saying? So you're reading scripture, you're pausing, you're going, oh, what are you saying? Something happens in your life. So what are you saying? You could ask, if somebody sends you a message, right? You're really irritated, you've come home, and the kids haven't picked up their clothes, whatever the thing, right? You could pause, and you dear God, What do you want me to do? That's what happens in the rest of the psalm, after the salah, But you can read that yourself. So it's a pause with an eye to God. God, what do you want me to do? And sometimes, sometimes, as you're pausing, as life just kind of goes on, it's not so much that God is saying something to you right in that exact moment, and sometimes there's maybe nothing you can do. But the pause helps you to then understand, where am I in the song? Just like in Psalms 46, verse 1 to 3, right? You're reading that thing. You get to the end, it's like, oh, disaster, mountain into the ocean. You're like, oh my goodness, what am I, what, what, And then you pause and you go, oh, where am I in the song? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm in the vivid imagery example part of the song. Why, why is that part there? To remind us that no matter how tough life gets, the first part of the song is true. That God is our refuge. And our strength. Sometimes what we need to do in some areas of our life is we need to pause and we just go to, oh, you know what? This is where I am in the song. God is not done with me yet. The story is not finished yet. Where am I in this song? The whole thing's going wrong, but God is still on the throne. The truth still is that God is God. Like we saw in the testimony today, that God is still faithful no matter what happens in life. And if we pause, we can see that. But if we're just reacting to every single thing that comes our way and every storm that comes, we're going to respond in a way that doesn't nurture up love, joy, How do these things get built up in us if we don't have a soil that is receptive to the Holy Spirit who can speak into our lives? So that's why, this is the final slide, um, and so we can give Sunday school a heads up, right? But um, that's why I think we're in this series called The Fear of The Lord. It's like our one big selah as a church. It's like our little pause time. Because we can't just be long-time Christians who know a lot about God and know a lot about His Word and Scripture and and churchy things and live a life full of hurry and full of busyness that we can't actually have enough space to reflect on God. That's why I want to encourage you once again, like, we're on a 21-day fast. You don't have to fast every single day. I've been talking to some people. They fast, like, Tuesday, Friday, whatever. It's great. It's great. Like, honestly, if you haven't fasted, I want to encourage you to do it. It's not too late. It can be a 14-day fast for you, beginning after Mother's Day lunch. It's fine. Whatever the thing is, right? Like, the, the, we're trying to encourage you to make space. And making some kind of space is better than just rolling on um, with life. Uh, if you go to fjam.org.au slash hub, you'll actually see even a link to the 24-7 prayer um, page on fasting. And you'll see some guidelines for fasting, some tips, there's a PDF you can download. I want to encourage you to, to join with our church um, as we do this. And that's why we're taking, actually, we're canceling our Sunday service, the normal Sunday service on the 20. 2nd, the 22nd of May, May, right? We're canceling our Sunday service and taking it from 9 to 3, which would seem like a long time, but I've done a few of these all-day prayer type things. It's not a very long day. It's not a very long time because some people actually come to church from 9 and stay until really late, right? So it will, it's doable. It's doable. If you don't think you can, you can just stay for a little bit and go home. It's also fine. But we wanted to give enough Sufficient enough space because I don't think it is um, good enough for all of us to just play church. That what we have to do, and, and for everybody who is here today, like it's not enough to just do life mechanically. Some of you will actually need to pause sufficiently. So that love, joy, peace can regrow back in your life. Some of you will actually have to rethink what you do in your pause time. So that good fruit can come out of it. And so I want to encourage you to um, stay with us in this series. I'm very excited about Pastor Nelly who's coming next week. he is a amazing musician you know and uh and a great worshipper he's going to kick off a focus on on prayer and worship uh, for us he's going to be speaking the worship night team night so if you want to actually get extra stuff you can you know call Roger and say, can I volunteer for the worship team? And he'll say, why don't you come along for the worship night? Right? Um, but let's make some space for God as we go into the series, uh, the fear of the Lord, and really to make some space for God. So I'm going to close this in prayer right now. And then after that, I'm going to invite uh, Ruth up. She's got some logistics. Um, and, and I'm going to pray, if I could, again, for the mums, but also for all of us. Um because to me when i think of mums they need a break everybody needs a break and we're like okay let's do breaks well so that life goes well let's pray father i thank you for every person who's here lord in particular i pray for all the busy mums that that you would refresh them lord i pray for every Everyone else who's come into the service today, Lord, uh, you knew what word needed to be spoken, and, and you're directing today's service. And I pray, Lord, that as we open up your scripture, that we would learn its truth, that in you we find our refuge, in you we find our strength, and that you are a very present help in trouble. And so I pray, Lord God, that you would open our eyes and our heart to your rest, to your pause, and that we would see your agenda in every part of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.